genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one walking montage-filled minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today from the again. Gamers Lounge is Nathaniel Fuller. For the, first us for the first time today. Again for the first time. <laughs> yes. I'm just so used to saying again. That's fine. Because <laughs> I'm going to say that, we're going to say that four times. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's just in my brain. That's so right. today we're going to be talking about minute 111, which starts with the rest of the little bridge moment mm -hmm. from last minute and ends with uh, Gandalf getting cut off in the middle of giving us directions. Yeah, from there. From there, blah, blah, blah. The blah gets blah, cut blah. off. Talking about how they're going to hold their course west of the Misty Mountains for, for 40, 40 days. days. So we finally get like some more context, more direct time line mm -hmm. dropping in this minute compared to a lot of other places in the movie where it's just kind of hand waved smudged yeah, yeah. just <laughs> eh, it's unimportant it doesn't really matter but uh this this minute's just a lot of walking montages yeah which the i guess a lot of the wide shot walking montages were just like doubles out in the field while the like, actual actors were filming other stuff that makes sense you can't really you can't really tell you can't see him anyway so yeah might as well make use of some of the doubles kicking around. I like that the um, that shot from the trailer is in this minute. Yes, just the the whole minute practically. And, yes, and that sh that shot was actually uh, directed by Barry Osborne. Oh, cool! Uh, and it's multiple passes, so like each character comes over the crest one at a time, the way they filmed it mm -hmm. at different camera speeds, Weird. and then it's all put together. Oh. Uh... Yeah, because it's kind of in that glamour shot, slow-mo, you know, hair blowing yeah. in the breeze. And like. when uh, when they were putting trailers together for the for the internet trailer, Mark Rodesky was just like, so we need, like, a good establishment shot for the trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, and Barry was just like, well, I have just the shot for you. <laughs> in fact, I directed it. <laughs> in fact, I, I directed it, yeah. <laughs> I was actually re-watching some of those old trailers today. And oh, yeah? They bring back waves of nostalgia for me. It's like, I remember watching these and waiting forever on my dial-up internet just to download it way right. back in the day. The dark days of dial-up. Yeah. Noisy I, uh, internet. That's what I like to call it. Like noisy Nazgul internet. internet. Like yeah. the screeching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just the wraith net. Right, the wraith net. That's <laughs> terrible. That's horrible. Yeah, you don't want that service provider. No. No. <laughs> a dark shadow will pass over your computer. <laughs> It'll just start yelling. It corrupt at you. all your files. Oh, that's the worst day ever. You wake up one day and your computer will be wearing a black cloak. It'll be a shell of its former self. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the talking about trailers, like the first trailer I ever saw for this movie didn't have this shot in it. It was like one of those really far out like teaser trailers mm -hmm. and it showed like some clips from the battle in the prologue and then like the title card. Yeah. Yeah. The very first trailer is kind of half behind the scenes footage and half clips of things that are from 
all of the movies pretty much is how they ended up because yeah. the very very first one was almost like a pitch reel and it's does the mid to late 90s thing of showing stuff in four by three and then widening it into widescreen <laughs> yeah i remember several trailers doing that back then yeah they kind of go from the square to the rectangle yeah that's funny. Yeah. yeah, like the full screen shot to the widescreen one. Yeah, I've always it looks tacky. <laughs> it is. Especially the only one I think it really worked was the Star Wars one where it was literally an X Wing coming out of a TV. Right. Still cheesy, but it worked. I mean, Star Wars has those really bad like Photoshop transitions anyway. Or not Photoshop, uh, like PowerPoint yeah, presentation I'm, transitions, so that makes sense. I'm so happy for, they still use them. I know. It's just it's just it's a so part silly. of Star Wars. <laughs> To just use, like, the wipe feature from right. PowerPoint to transition. <laughs> it uh, makes for easy transitions, you know, I'm going to think. Yeah. Thankfully, this movie doesn't do that, because that would get... I think that that would get grading really fast in, like, a fantasy movie. I mean, Star Wars is a space fantasy. Yeah, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's a, it's a different kind of feel. No, they just have the really awful fade-in, fade-out on the faces at the same time, like we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In Rivendell. <laughs> not, uh, not much goes on in this minute other than walking, and we see a little bit of sitting around at the very end of this minute. I want to talk about the music. Yes. Uh, uh, I like the the grand, like, over the walking montage, the really sweeping brass arrangement of the Shire theme, leading into the really triumphant fellowship theme as they're coming over the crest of that hill like the trailer shot yeah ah oh, so good is our, our hero shot it makes this the walking montage of all the walking montages just because of the yes. way they build the music right <laughs> yes this is this is the fellowship together as one right beginning their journey how Listen many walking we've had like what two three walking montages at uh, this point i mean that's why kevin smith makes fun of it right yeah I think this is the third walking montage of the movie so far. I like them. I'm of the opinion that there should not have been any less walking montages because it makes <laughs> it feel like a journey. Because yeah. if you just cut from scene to scene to scene, it just is, it'll literally feel like scene to scene. But this way it feels like, okay, they've gone somewhere. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you could go a little overboard with it, but I don't think they did. No, I don't think they really did either. Yeah, there's a good balance. And it makes me wonder like how much walking they actually did cut from... The like directors, the four and a half hour directors cut the Peter Jackson. Like how, like the secret that is all the extra footage is just walking, right? <laughs> there's there's like ten minutes of extra like actual like scene stuff, and then like two hours of walking that was cut. <laughs> that would be like the great joke as to why like none of it's made its way onto the additional special features right. of some of the later releases. That's so funny. Where's my four hour cut of this movie, Peter Jackson? I want it. <laughs> I don't know, I'm thinking by the time we get to maybe the 25th anniversary, maybe we'll see it by then. Yeah, the full director's cut. I don't know, I think... Because to get it for this one, the 15th anniversary that was just recently, he was mm -hmm. too tired from doing the Hobbit movies still. I think he's still <laughs> off doing whatever after those. Well, he's going to be doing a couple episodes of Doctor Who, right? Or at uh, least one episode. No, they teased it, but they never like announced it. And oh. I don't think... I think it was like a fluke. Which oh, that'll really be sad. sad. Yeah. Um, so he's off doing whatever. I personally think he's just going to take the footage to his grave. Like, <laughs> no one will ever see my true, my true vision. Right. He just kicks back in the uh, back end set, watching all the extra footage. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the thousands of hours of footage. I know, just smoking a cigar. All the dailies. He's just like, haha, no one will ever see this. Like uh like twenty screens going with all the dailies He's from like, footage. Like Robert Baron, like Robert Baron Peter Jackson, just like hoard like counting his hordes of like frames. Just He's like... got all the film reels stacked up like a dragon's horde of coins. Yeah. <laughs> ah, fetch me my ale. Just Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, smoking a cigar, drinking brandy. Yeah. Sitting like on a throne of film chair. reels. Yeah. <laughs> the cellophane. I want to see that treasure hoard. That seems awesome. The celluloid throne. The celluloid throne. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> sounds like a fire hazard. A little bit. Oh my god. That sounds like a Tarantino movie. <laughs> the celluloid throne. <laughs> like, a, like a gritty, kind of silly, over-the-top movie about like some... Awful, awful director in early Hollywood. Yeah. Directed by Tarantino. I would watch that. Are yeah. you kidding me? That's yeah. amazing. That sounds cool. I take it. Hire me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we like to ask our guests, uh, Nathaniel, their background, like their personal story with Lord of the Rings. So since this minute is pretty light, um, if you wanted to go ahead and talk about your your first exposure or your experience with this movie or Tolkien at large? Sure. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to remember when I first read it. It had to have been when I was like nine or ten. Mm-hmm. And I, for the life of me, can't remember if I read The Hobbit first. And I don't think I did. I think I read Lord of the Rings first, but I could be wrong. It's been so, so long ago now. Yeah. It's like, eh, it all blends together. And I've read it so many times. It's just like, I don't remember how i did that so but yeah i was like way into reading as a kid so i read a ton of uh like mystery things like nancy drew and hardy boys stuff yeah and i just moved on from there just anything i could find at the library and at some point i don't remember if somebody pointed me towards lord of the rings or if i just randomly found it myself but i read it loved it and it was one of my favorite books growing up and i would always go back to the library and get you know check out the copy and was sad when it wasn't there (laughs) (laughs) so then when these movies were being made i was like let's see probably like late high school when they first started talking about making them and i was going to the wondering.net all the time trying to find all the rumors and news and stuff going out it was like the fan site because all Mm -hmm. the there were movie sites out there but they didn't do like news all the time or anything it was just like Kind of like they are today, just not quite as organized. There wasn't as many movie sites out then, too. But I remember just reading every little bit of information I could find about it. Cause I was like, I want these movies to be good. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like getting all the different trailers when they came out, downloading them like on the you know home computer, waiting mm-hmm. for forever and finally watching it and just like going frame by frame through them and stuff. It was kind of crazy. So, and then there was a movie message board that I was on at the time, which people don't really go to message boards anymore, but I was on there it was yeah. <laughs> on there all the time, like hundreds of posts a day. Lots of people on there were talking about all sorts of different stuff, but we had a special sub board for Lord of the Rings. We we're always talking about the different stuff. And I ended up going to the premiere with somebody from that board. They like oh, actually cool. bought the ticket for me and everything. It was pretty cool, but we saw it in a sort of movie palace layout theater so it was kind of a it wasn't stadium seating but it was fairly high slope and it was a 
pretty big screen and they had the sound cranked so high that the Nazgul screams give me headaches. That sounds awesome. <laughs> but I was just like sitting there at the end and just didn't talk for a while because I was just like absorbing it all. But yeah. over the it wasn't all that first year, but I saw Fellowship 12 times in theaters. Wow. Including my favorite screening ever was seeing the whole trilogy right before Return of the King came out. They did the uh, Trilogy Tuesday event at limited theaters around the country. And there was one in the town I went to college at. So I bought tickets way ahead of time and got there. It was a whole day thing. I got there, I think, at like 6 in the morning and they didn't listen until like 11. And they showed wow, it was the extended crazy. version of Fellowship in Two Towers. And then it was a, the premiere of Return of the King at like 10 or something. So it was before even the midnight showings would show it. And oh, man, your butt hurts after that long in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> so there was like maybe yeah. a half hour break between each film. There wasn't that much time in between because they're so long. But it was right. great. There was people in costumes. We had some people, they brought like a, a horn and they were blowing it on a countdown to when it would start. Like all sorts of craziness. <laughs> people miss... blowing a horn of Gondor along with Boromir. Oh, man. I mean, and it was I... one of the best times I've ever had in a theater ever just because everybody was, you know, that were way into it. So it was really yeah. cool. Yeah. And I, I remember I... seeing people in costume when I went and saw Return of the King in I theater. I miss those uh, midnight releases they don't really do that anymore they just do it at like normal time quote-unquote like seven or nine or something and i'm I, I miss dressing up in costume and waiting with all the like rabid I know. fans i know i waited in line for like three and a half hours to see deathly hollows part one yeah at midnight like that was uh because that was released while college was in full swing yeah like november so there was uh there was quite a lot of people there right they had, I think, three theaters for that one, for that premiere. Man. For the midnight release. I just, I don't know. I miss midnight releases. Me too. I, I can't remember. What was the last one that I even saw? I don't remember. I think mine it was, was Avengers the, 2. Mine was like the first Hobbit. No, it was before Avengers 2, the last midnight release I went to. Yeah. It was, it was a superhero movie. I know that. Mm. I'm too old for midnight releases anymore. I'm like, I have to work <laughs> on Friday or something. I'm not, not doing that. But if it's a normal time, that's fine. So I'm, right. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been working nights for the last couple of years, so I'm awake at midnight anyway. Yeah, yeah. you don't go to bed till that makes it easier. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I get out of work and go see a midnight release. But I wish I could do that. Right? That'd be awesome. Curse you! I don't know. There's something about it, like the energy of a midnight release because everyone's like so hopped up on caffeine to begin with, <laughs> and. Like they're really excited, and it's just and everyone's got like snuck in food and right, all kinds yeah. of stuff. People are pulling like pizza and stuff out of their bag. <laughs> yep. You like it's like going to a con. Like you make friends with the people in line around you because you're sitting in line for like three hours, and yeah. I don't know. I'm now I'm all nostalgic. Yeah, man. I feel old. The night releases are awesome. <laughs> Bring them back. Ah. <laughs> uh. I think that I th I think that's gonna gonna do us for this this minute. Yeah, I I think so too. So you can find us on duelinggenre.com, and if you're feeling so inclined, you can support us on Patreon for just five dollars. You get access to all the behind the scenes and extra podcast stuff on the website from yeah, Dueling Genre. Yeah, all the genre. weekend editions. The weekend um, editions, not writing. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. All the geek from the Dueling Genre family. Yeah. 
thank you for joining us again to uh, again. again. Thank you for joining us, uh, Nathaniel, <laughs> for the first time. Again for the first time. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me on. Uh, thank you for yeah. yeah, no problem. As always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. Hope everybody has a great Monday, and we'll see you all tomorrow.